Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. It was delicious. Um, I actually already drank it. Today is um, Tuesday, July 5th, and it is release day for Rogue's Pawn. Uh, I have some tea now. This is my Paris mug. Did I tell you guys the story of this one before? Uh, when David and I stayed at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas for our anniversary, I think it was for our 25th anniversary. I was getting ready, putting on my makeup, and he popped out. We were going to go out to dinner, and he popped out and came back with this little mug because I thought it was so cool. If you're not on video, it's um, like one of those mugs that's straight sided, but it flares slightly from bottom to top and it has black and white alternating vertical lines, um, alternating fat and thin. And then in red, it says Paris across it. It's very French looking. I think probably there's a name for this design, but, uh, and he brought me a little split of champagne with it. It was just, uh, it was a true love thing. He knew I would like it. So, uh, so yeah, Rogue's Pawn re-release out today. Thank you all for your support on the book. It's, um, really appreciate it. Really lovely of all of you to say nice things about it and, uh, buying it and so forth. Uh, I hope you like it. It's so funny thinking about this book because it so much of my, Oh, look, there's even emotion in my voice, right? <sighs> of my, of my newbie writer hopes and dreams were, were in that book. I'm, I'm not a fan of saying things like the book of my heart. I don't really believe in the book of my heart. Um, and every once in a while, when I say that to somebody, they're like, Oh, but this book is the book of my heart. Oh, it's like, yeah, okay. Um, I don't really believe in calling books babies. Uh, you get what I'm saying. But I also know that I tend to be, um, I don't know, more, I don't want to say cool or remote, but, um, I am not as emotional about some things as many people are. I'm noticing that water has collected in this um, fire pit and that it may be breeding mosquitoes. I think I see larvae on the top. I'm going to handle that. Hold on. There we go. So yeah, it's funny because when I wrote this book, uh, I called it obsidian and I just, I thought it was going to be the answer to all of my hopes and dreams, right? I thought it was going to be huge. I had read other books, um, you know, like I'd read twilight and loved it. I had read other things that were very popular at the time. Um, I think I mentioned that I found my old spreadsheet for when I was first writing for when I pulled out Rogue's Pond to reformat it, to put it out on my own. 
Rogue's Pond was the title that we came up with at Karina Press, uh, in part because they didn't like Obsidian, I think. Also because I kind of screwed myself with them because I had written the, um, the erotic novellas that were one-word jewel titles, Sapphire, Ruby, Platinum, and then Five Golden Rings, which should have been Oro. And they thought that there would be too much confusion, which if I had known that was going to be a thing, I would have like stuck with Obsidian. But then Jennifer L. Armentrout came out with a book called Obsidian um, before right around the same time. And, and it was, it was pretty big. I, it was one of her early hits. And so it was like, well, you know, so, but, and when you're a newbie writer, these things, I don't know, they affect you more. You're maybe because you don't have that, that thick skin yet that we talk about, which I don't believe is really thick skin, but it's, um, it's maybe, it's maybe understanding that a single book isn't the make or break. And I think that when we begin, we think that it will be, we think that that single book will be the answer to our hopes and dreams, that it will be, um, yeah, that, that it, you know, like this, the, the whole idea of my one big chance, right. And so like going through that spreadsheet and looking at the books, cause I was trying to figure out, I'd been writing short, I'd been writing essays and I had published or, you know, university of New Mexico press had published my collection of essays. And, you know, so I wasn't completely, I was bright eyed and bushy tailed, but you know, my fur wasn't wet anymore. I kind of knew what I was doing, but I didn't know how many words, a fiction book should be. And I knew that learning to write a novel that I was going to have to learn how to work more incrementally as opposed to writing short when I would often draft an entire essay in one sitting. <coughs> so so I went through and I picked out these different books and I typed in sat there and typed in pages from those books to figure out approximately how many words per page they were. And then looked at how many pages and calculated it, you know? So, so now we know, it seems like everybody knows, you know, cause w when I was telling this story to like some of the Faro girls on the discord, you know, they were saying, well, isn't it about 275 words per page? And it's like, yes, but young Jeffy did not know this. I didn't know that. And then that was approximately what I came out to. But so some of the books that I came up with were, um, or that I used for examples were Cushiel's Dart by Jacqueline Carey. And I don't think I used Twilight. Let's see which ones I used. Hold on. So the books that I used and it's really kind of interesting to look at this very old spreadsheet from my very beginning days. Uh, I used, um, one of the kitty books by Carrie Vaughn. And it's funny cause Carrie is now a friend of mine. I love that. 
as I said, Cushiel's Start by Laurel K. Hamilton. Or, I'm sorry, by Jacqueline Carey. And then I also did a book by Laurel K. Hamilton. It would have been one of the Anita Blake books, but I don't, I didn't know which one. And then I was trying to, there was another book that I liked at the time that was an urban fantasy called Stray. And I'm trying to figure out who the author was. Um, but I'm not being able to load Amazon right now. Our internet has not been right since it got knocked out uh, in the storm that we had. When was it? Friday night? Uh, knocked out our internet for most of the night. And it's still, they keep saying, oh, it's fine now, but it's not fine. <coughs> oh, good. Here it comes. Let me look it up. So it was Stray by Rachel Vincent. And I started looking to see what Rachel Vincent was doing lately. And it doesn't look like she's put out a book since 2018. So, which makes me cock my head quizzically. Uh, it could be that she's writing under a new pen name. Uh, people do that. So if anyone knows, do let me know. So anyway, I thought that, uh, I thought Obsidian was brilliant. I thought it was just, I really did think it was going to be like Twilight. And I thought I was going to make all kinds of money and that I was going to be famous and adored. And I don't know all of the things that people want uh, with their first book. And, you know, and then it ended up being difficult to market or rather difficult to sell because everybody said that they didn't know how to market it. And, and it was funny because the people that I would talk to about it and, and it's hard when you're a newbie writer and you don't really have friends who are in the same arena or the friends that you do have are also trying to figure out how to sell books in their lives and so forth. And so they don't really know any more than you do. Uh, but you know, like my husband, uh, who had really gotten into some of the success stuff and, you know, like manifesting your desires and all of that kind of thing. <coughs> he, uh, you know, he was saying, well, you have to believe in the book, you know, you have to really believe in it. And I was like, I do believe in it. I, I always believed in it. And yet there becomes this thing where you, you can really believe in it and also be terribly insecure about it. And I kind of, I remember those years, um, where I, I think I started writing it in, um, Oh, and it actually says on here, I think I figured it out. It's on this. I love that. I keep spreadsheets cause I can keep track of these things because I did write down what date I started it. I began it April 6th, 2007. And so long ago, isn't it? Um, and then, and in many ways, not right. It's only 15 years. Lots happened in 15 years since I started writing that book. So yeah, I both believed in it and then, you know, sort of went through this whole character arc, right? On this book where I went from overweening confidence and ambition for this book to tremendous insecurity. 
And I was doing much better than I knew at the time, um, you know, getting full manuscript requests and building good relationships with agents. All of these really good things that stood me in good stead later. <coughs> Excuse me, but I wasn't selling the book, you know, and, and people would ask me like, you know, what I wanted for my birthday or what I wanted for Christmas. And I would say a lucrative multi-book contract. Do you remember that? Those of you who knew me then and you know, I wanted, I wanted big money for it. I wanted a big debut. I wanted all of the things. And as time went on, it became increasingly clear that that was not going to happen, that, that I was too sideways of the mass mind and, and reading this book now, just even going through it and putting it together, although it fits certain niches, I mean, I can see it better now. It's not clear what genre it is in some ways. Um, I'm calling it dark fantasy romance now. It is pretty much. Um, but you know, it has the portal thing, which always confuses people. I need some water. That's better. So, so yeah, it, it, it has been the story of my life is that I have never been squarely down the middle of any genre. I've always been a little bit cross genre. Even now when I try to do something that's like really squarely in genre, it always ends up having this weird twist to it. I really don't even try anymore. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Um, It was just, you know, I was so emotional about it then and wanted so much. And yeah, it's kind of funny to look back on my, on myself then and feel compassion for that younger writer that I was. And at the same time, understanding why it wasn't going to work the way I wanted it to work. So when I finally sold that book, um, I sold it to Karina press who was much more willing to, uh, take a chance on a kid with a dream, um, that, you know, they, they were Harley Quinn's digital first imprint. And so they had a lower overhead and more risk taking. And so I will always owe that to uh, Karina for taking a chance on that book. Even if they did make me change the title and I did briefly toy with changing the title back again, um, with this re-release, but you know, that's water under the bridge at this point. So, so I'm very interested to hear how sort of this new audience receives the book. You know, will it feel like, um, I'm getting funny reflections on my face here. Da, da, da. 
maybe it, maybe it's meant to be the the cracked facade of the older author now I was trying to pause here I shifted a little bit uh, it's not making that much difference it doesn't matter so I don't know if this has made any sense um you know I had a good friend who was in the query trenches with me and she got her uh, book deal uh, which I and I didn't um, and she got hers she got a three book deal for 30,000 which other people sneeringly said oh well that's not that great of a deal when I've told this story and it's funny it's like actually you know maybe it's not an amazing deal but it was it was a decent deal and other people have not gotten that good of deals um, and I am grateful for the success I did have because a lot of people didn't do that well so you know it's always a mixed bag that way and yes at the time when I was doing this shopping um, people did suggest that I self publish and at that point it just wasn't it wasn't as robust a market then and you know it could be if I had hit that market right around 2009-2010 that it would have um, you know like that was kind of the route that's Grace and I Grace Draven um, she and I had very similar paths and experiences and wrote similar things so you know it was not surprising our first very long coffee date which we talk about sometimes which ended up being like three hours long <clears throat> you know we we discovered how parallel our paths have been and in some ways she was unluckier and luckier than I was in that she sold uh, her book to master of crows to amber quill press and they gave it this horrible horrible cover and it sold nothing and did not do well and while I did not love my rogues pawn cover Karina did do they put a lot of marketing into it I mean it did reasonably well um, whereas Grace was really driven to then self publish because she um, just couldn't just couldn't live with uh, what they'd done to her book and so that ended up doing well and then Radiance did incredibly well and if I had self published then would it have made a difference instead of doing those 10 books with Karina press <coughs> so I don't know it's interesting it's just interesting to think about you know that so much is serendipity it's hitting the market with the right thing at the right time having the right people believe in it and it, which is the reason why my least favorite piece of writing advice is or one of them is you know to write a really good book and it's like well writing a really good book helps but there are patently books that are not so great that have done well and then there are really great books that never made it anywhere and it's that's only such a small piece of things so uh, at any rate re-release of rogues pawn very interested to see how it does now low these many years later um, it's sort of you know like the whole fey romance dark and conflicted relationships uh, are really in right now and that's um, 
very classic me to uh, have been 15 years ahead of the trend and not in a positive way. But um, yeah, glad to have this book out there. So uh, happy release day to Rogue's Pond. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care. Bye bye.